0: Good afternoon, wherever you are around the world watching. This is Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host Alan Pena, along with co-host and great friend of mine, Braden Wilson. Today we're we're bringing back a, a series that catapulted the reason why we started this podcast. And but we're going to do it in a different take. Uh, we're going to start with the rivalry series and. Rivalry series, rivalries always bring the best out of people, the best out of teams, and even can bring some physicality on and off the field or court. And so we're going to start off talking about soccer rivalries, especially the biggest rivalry that there is to talk about around the world. El Clásico between Real Madrid and Barcelona. And, and to do that... Um, we brought in a guest, someone who I've, I've, I've known him for a long time, um, not just a great friend of mine, but also he is someone who wears the colors of Barcelona proudly, and he, even though I sometimes give him a hard time why his team sucks, okay. But I love him to death. He's, he's not just my friend, but he's also my brother-in-law. That is Jacob Martinez. How have you been, Jacob?
1: I've been good, bro. Uh, you know, it was probably since the past five, six years. Uh, Barcelona and you know, Real Madrid had a, you know, rivalry as usual, but they had, they got different players. They got young players coming in, you know, so it's it's not the same as you know as it used to be ten years ago. But but still, it's always a good, um, a great game to watch.
0: Oh, absolutely, and we will talk about that more about that. Uh, that's good that you're doing good, but Brayden, how are you? How you been doing?
2: Been doing all right. Yeah, just got finals with the last, second to last semester of uh, college. Uh, got some cleaning that I got to do later today. Oh. So, yeah, it's just been uh, rough. Uh, it's going to be a stressful week, but, hey, it's all good.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, it's same boat. Um, it's just one final, but it's just a good presentation, then work, which I'll be doing that starting Wednesday at the school district in Texas. Other than that, everything's good as well. And, well, let's get down to it if there's anything else. But before we start that, uh, we're just going to search some news according to the soccer world. Uh, tomorrow are the, fir- uh, are the first legs of the Champions League. So let's- go check it out. We're going to have ourselves games that are going to be tough and physical And it will only get better from there. And also, Sergio Ramos will not play in their game against Liverpool and in El Clásico. So we will talk about that impact. What does that mean for Real Madrid? Not just moving forward in El Clásico, but also moving forward in the Champions League. So let's get right down to it then, talking about El Clásico. So, like, El Clásico basically... It's the biggest game that you can think of when it comes to soccer. And it's one of those that when you know it's on, it's on. So, Jacob, how do you normally prepare for the classico as a fan?
1: As a fan, I buy some talkies and uh, root beer. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. <laughs> um, so, I usually go online and see what's the lineup going to be up. Like, for example, the players are going to be playing. Uh, the defenders that are going to be there. So that kind of helps me out on, you know, give me a perspective on which team has the more advantage. Because, you know, some some players might be injured. Some of them might not be going. Like you said, Sergio Ramos is not going. And that is a key uh, element in that team. So that's what I usually do, you know, uh, make sure who's going to play on that specific game.
0: Okay. So looking at the lineup, looking at Mm -hmm. who is playing who, uh, how do you feel about how the – the analysis of the game when you look at the the play, the guys who are doing the commentary, the, the halftime <laughs> commentary, how do you feel like the tone is? What's as you show,
1: you know, it's gonna be a really close cool game. Um, honestly, I haven't uh watched a classic going a long time, you know, since COVID happened and all that crazy stuff, but. I'm sure it's gonna be a good game.
0: All right, okay. So, basically, the, the classical like you just view everything. Like
1: mm-hmm. it is
0: one of those games where, um, you, you, you just you just watch the analysis. You just watch how players do. You watch even the fans. Like during the week, um, you trash talk. You, you go for it and. And that's what it is. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that, Brayden.
2: No, like, uh, I just think, you know, like, I'm still new to this rivalry personally, but, like, with any other rivalry as a fan, when you prepare, like, if you have superstitions, you start follow those superstitions. Like, you uh, just do uh, what you feel you need to do, and then you look at lineups, see who's playing. You know, if your favorite player is injured on the team, that, that just sucks. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always interesting. And like uh, Jacob was saying, uh, with uh, COVID happening, a lot of these big games all around the world have been canceled with a lot of these rivalries. And that's been an element to it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's always COVID has changed a lot of things, uh, especially in a classic where now it's like, uh, where's the hype? You know, where's the... adrenaline you know and Mm -hmm. but normally when there's not when non-pandemic year, um it's all about just you know what like you bring it and the history between these two like dave like they are who they are because of the identity like barcelona like you always every time jacob you always say like like Vizca Barça and Vizca Catalunya, you always say that. And I'm like, oh man, stop saying that. Like why? But if you look at why they say that, it's because their history, like they don't associate themselves with Spain a lot. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob. They associate themselves more with the Cattle, the Catalan pride. Like they 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 that's why they've always tried to get the independence from Spain. So that's where you have that rivalry between Barcelona and Real Madrid. It's more than just the politics. It's then the. I mean, the game. It's more about the politics. And I think that is why this rivalry, like, like now it's died down. But still, you can feel like Barcelonians or Catalonians just want to, like, show that, hey, we can... We don't need Spain to be the best, like we can, we got our support from the people.
1: Yeah, like you said, uh, they get the support from the people and, and I know for me, it will be less motivating to play an important game. Uh, I don't have fans there in the stadium, you know? Mm-hmm. I've noticed that through the past years, you know, when Barcelona played against PSG, and, you know, the, the crowd just went wild when they, they were about to beat him up and switch the entire game. So I guess Barcelona needs to have the mentality, even though they don't have any fans, uh, and, uh, you know, supporting them in the stadium. Uh, they can probably win this game, hopefully. But uh we'll see. We'll see who has the most motivation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to well, add, it- you know, like – that's been the case with a lot of these COVID seasons is players having to figure out how to get themselves motivated and that adrenaline flowing, um, with, uh, these big games or just in general. Um, we, we see it all across the, the sports world, you know, that the fans not being there has really been affected or has really affected the play of these athletes and really, in a sense, kind of, made the game different and the teams that have done well have been able to overcome that for a lot in a large sense. So it's going to be interesting to see how, which team is going to be able to overcome the fact that there's no fans there, whether it be in Barcelona or Madrid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's all about the fans and really, um, and really like that's how they always played, whether it be in, in, in Madrid or Barcelona, like that's always huge. And, but obviously we'll be fans watching at home um, with our Takis or whatever food we're thinking of. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think the biggest thing that has changed at classical, like, it's just the fact how it's not the same as it was seven so even seven years ago, like, even or ever since Ronaldo left, but it wasn't like seven years ago where, pretty much, when you're watching El Clasico game, it's like, hey, you watch El Clasico game, and 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 you can tell these stories, Jacob, as well. Like those years when it was Pep Guardiola versus uh, Jose Mourinho leading those mm. two squads. What 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 was the th- the What's it called? The highlight, like the one, the things that really was like, oh man, look, like this is just the craziest games I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. So back in the day, you know, where you had Barcelona, where they started from the goalkeeper passing the ball all the way to the you know the forward, and they will pass around the ball, and then we ended up scoring. But you got Mourinho's uh, different tactical um, form of playing, which is just like you know, like boom, let's go, let's go get them. So basically they would do like four or six passes and they would score. Uh, so they all had the different tactics, but they, they pretty much gave us a really, really good game after that.
0: Okay. Well, what would you say about uh, how Real Madrid played during that period? Would you kind of say, was it physical or was it dirty as some player? Some people would say, how would, how, how would you say about that?
1: Honestly, I, I think it was – they have phenomenal players, you know. They 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 usually buy the best players out there because they, they have the money, you know. Uh, and Barcelona is the other way around. They like to bring them from the cantera, you know, like from, from the school like when the they were academies. young. Yeah, the academies. So that was the only difference, but it was always a clash of times, you know. It was really, always a, good, a great game. But like I said, uh, today will be a good game, though, I think they play Saturday, right? On they Sunday. play Saturday, yes. Saturday. So um we'll see how we'll see how it goes, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so um I just want to ask Brayden. Um, and there's more that you can add into this. Um like how does a times playing style make a rivalry better? Because obviously we mentioned how during those periods from 2009 to 2013, or sorry, during that, would you say that playing style has a role into how rivalry starts? I mean,
2: it definitely can. Um, if we, We'll get into it later when we talk about it, but if we look at you know the Colorado Avalanche-Detroit uh, Red Wings rivalry, it all started with uh, what Detroit thought was a nasty hit back in the 90s, and, uh, well, mm-hmm. a cheap shot at that. You know, and I'm not saying that was the ass playing style, but it definitely might have been that player's playing style. So it can be anywhere from one player's style to the team style. Um, it can be anything from regional playing styles, regional politics, like we've talked about. Like it, it all, it all really, <clears throat> excuse me, just depends on um, what's going on and how uh, we we look at things. Or really, it can also be fans too, that start a rivalry too, you know, like, uh, we, it, that kind of brings in the political aspect of it too, you know, like, uh, so it, there, there can be a number of different factors, but for sure, playing styles can be one of them.
0: Playing styles. Yeah. And that's what makes this a classical great. Like you, you have a lot of history between these two, like, like they, like ever since the, um, the 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 Franco regime, which is like one of the toughest Spain had, like it played a role like into how like Barcelona had to survive. It wasn't just about like the like their club. It was about everybody who lived in that area, and that's why even when when Johan Cruyff, who's the famous um, the great soccer player, who Created the identity of how Barcelona plays now. Like he said, he stated, um, like when the reason why he signed with Barcelona was because, and not Real Madrid, was because Real Madrid is more of a, a Franco, it's more of the team of Francisco Franco and not of, of Spain. So that's why he's like, oh, Scurum, I'm not going to sign there. I'd rather sign with. A, a club that cares not just of the players but also cares about everybody, and that's why Johan did what he did and made Barcelona like better. Yeah, indeed. <sighs> Yeah, so, um, what else you want to get into El Clásico? Anything that that really stands out.
1: Are there any any other injuries that um, would not, I guess, any players that won't be able to make it? We'll find
0: out about Barcelona. They're playing today versus um, Osasuna, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure sure who they play, but um, basically, if Leo uh, Messi gets... A yellow card he won't play pretty much so we're gonna have ourselves a different classical than probably ever you know and yeah pretty much like that's how like it has changed el classical i would say like we're not like in the point oh like let's let's see who else is let's see who's gonna get hit Who else is going to fight? We're now at a point like who is playing and who is playing Uh, some of them have been there since those times. There's still a lot of them but um, I really do think that what a classical uh, will have to adapt or will have to do later on is to start refreshing themselves again. Like to become who They want to be. So I think that's what I truly do believe for a Classico to get back, which it's always a game, always will get the ratings. but But if the only way that could happen is they got to refresh their players, they have to start looking for new blood that's going to help them carry on to the next generation.
1: Yeah, uh, through that. Um, so they, I, I already looked that up, and they playing with Valladolid. So
0: oh, Valladolid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the Liga they'll... matchup that will happen. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. Um, anything? Anything else, writing about it about this section about a classical, or even like what we just talked about
2: no i got nothing to add really um but yeah so it, it all really depends on players what players you have coming in what players you have coming out um penalties are going to play a major role in this game as with any rivalry um so it's just going to be interesting to see what happens
0: mm-hmm. yeah it will be now for both of you like seeing how the Madrid has become um what was it, how has it like not having Ronaldo, like do you feel like not having that star, pl- I wouldn't say star because everybody's a star on that team, but having that super star like guy, like how important is that for, for a team?
1: Well, honestly, I think it's, it was back in the day. They they relied on Ronaldo to score the goals. They relied on Ronaldo that, to pass, you know, the important passes, even to take the penalty shots. So they gotta stop doing that and you know relying on the players that they have now, right? Right now, you know, which they, they, they got good players right now. But like I said, I mean, Messi will eventually leave Barcelona one day. You know, who retires so. So I guess the clubs have to make, you know, the assumptions that they won't have those players anymore. So they gotta have uh, new recruits, new young people coming in, and teach them the right way to play, like their clubs used to play back in the day. So, well, hopefully, we'll spend a good, you know, a good match, a good game, and hopefully Barcelona wins this time.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they will win. I doubt it. I think it's, but. Yeah, it's just a let's classical... Let's, what was it?
1: Let's, let's, let's make a bet. You shave, you shave your head, I'll shave mine. So that means Alan's going to have to shave <laughs> his head twice now, huh? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I
0: have to think about it. I made, a, I made a promise in a recent episode I was going to shave my head, but are you, are you, that's for oh. something else. I'm like, then I have to shave it twice? I don't know how long can my hair take.
2: Now, oh, now, oh, now, we'll come on, headphones. we got, we got to keep this, uh, <laughs> no. somewhat G-level, oh. Uh, oh. and able to be posted Wax online.
1: Watch it, <laughs> it Alan.
0: Yeah, come on, uh-uh. uh We'll think of something, how about that? We'll think of right. something off camera, um, but that's another thing, you place bets on these, on these games, like... It may not be oh money, but it may be say just simple stuff that I think makes a classical better. Like it's just one of those where yes, it does get heated. Yes, it does get like like emotions run high, but also at the end of the day, you just you just put your head up head high and move forward. And really I think what a classical does is just brings people together and it's one of those games where like you just circle to watch and i think those that have not watched real madrid and barcelona play go watch it this saturday i i do invite all of you to go watch it go go see for yourself i know it's it's going to be different but see for yourself why people do care about this game why people do do want to um like why people talk about it as, as if it's like the huge game. So I invite all of you to, to watch it this Saturday, wherever you can, wherever you, wherever you are at, you're going to watch a heck of a game. You're going to watch a game that, that will, will take you off your seat a lot of times. So I don't know if there's anything else to add to, to our segment here.
1: I think we covered pretty much, you know, the, the main issues, the main players. So, like you said, can't wait for the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brandon, anything you want to add or any questions that you, could, you would like to ask?
1: Well, I think,
2: you know, the biggest thing I think with any rivalry is the, the bragging rights, right? And we've kind of been hinting at that just right now maybe we wrap it up with this but like you know uh, across all sports and a rivalry there's sometimes like a trophy involved of who gets it especially at like collegiate levels um there's uh bra- obviously there's bragging rights um so like i guess the question is what does the el Clásico have that kind of makes it unique in the sense of a rivalry does it have like a, a certain trophy that gets passed back and forth you know, obviously there's bragging rights. But like what is the overall impact that these games play besides just a regular a regular game that happens?
0: I'm gonna let Jacob answer this question.
1: Well, There's, you know, there's, there's always a those teams. Uh, and honestly, it's like 50-50 chances. They might get the trophy and the next game, they might get the trophy. So, it's like a 50-50 chance.
0: Yeah. And, and also another thing is a lot of those games, they actually decide who's going to win La Liga. A lot of, pretty much I would say 80, 85% of the time. A lot of these games, it's like they decide who, who's going to win La Liga just because like they're two of the best teams in the league. Obviously, you cannot dismiss Atletico Madrid and Sevilla, but those two, they're always one-two when it comes to the league. And pretty much like you cannot afford to lose like both games because it does decide who who does lift the la liga trophy so that's why it's and makes it huge because it just it's a must win game like you gotta like you gotta go go after it like win it and and really that's what makes it special like you beat barcelona like or say barcelona beats real madrid you pretty much won la liga now it doesn't happen all the time but it just gives you that assurance that, hey, you're still alive to win the league. And, and so it helps in the tie-breaking and goal differential. So that's what makes it special. It's like, hey, you want to win the league? You better beat your rival. You do that, everything else will take care of itself. So I think that's what makes it special. What makes a classical one of the best rivalries that i think people should look into like it's it's one of those rivalries like there's a lot of history between those two
2: yeah and i think this was the perfect uh rivalry to start off with when it comes to uh this particular series and uh it's going to be interesting to watch and like you're saying alan a lot of these rivalries that we're going to talk about if you At the when they're at both teams are at their peak. If you win the games or the series or whatever sport we're going to talk about in this series, if you win, you know that the you beat the rival. Usually, you go on to either win a championship, win the division, win, just win everything. So there, there's a lot of lot riding on these things.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that, and. So uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add, Jacob, before we, we wrap up?
1: Uh, no, but uh, I'm very positive that we'll be able to win this game this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see.
0: Okay. All right. That's great to hear. Um, we're going to have ourselves a heck of a game. Um, this is why we love robberies like it gives it's just bragging rights it's just um you just root root for your team with all your your soul and heart and at times you become your life becomes like that team and Jacob will tell you by first hand experience how when we played soccer I wanted to step on his feet tackle him not like like in football but just like move him aside he knows it so this is why like you, like you embrace those robbers just because of that. So um, so there's not much to add. Um, we'll end with this. So go watch the Classico um, this Saturday, wherever from wherever device stream wherever. And Jacob, thank you for for joining us. Um, it's, it's a great topic talking about and and you're always welcome to come when we talk soccer and and i know barcelona will lose so (laughs) (laughs) so thank you jacob you you're the man
1: (laughs) you too i need you man you've been a Real Madrid fan since like you were
0: six years old so pretty much a little bit six nine years old you're right (laughs) awesome all right we'll talk to you later jacob
2: all right guys have a good one you too thanks for Uh, coming jacob Go ahead. Yeah. So everybody still listening, that that's going to wrap up this debut episode of uh, rivalries, as we're going to call it. Um, it's we might bring on guests, we might not. Depends on what what happens. Uh, but yeah. So keep keep tuning in. Our next episode is going to be about Ulf Strandberg and his uh, impact on the NHL. So stay tuned for that. Um, Alan, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up?
0: Uh, well, just remember. <laughs> Um, the Champions League quarterfinals are going to start tomorrow, tomorrow and Wednesday. So check it out. The first leg will start. So go ahead, watch them, enjoy it. We're gonna have ourselves a heck, heck of a week of soccer. Uh, stay tuned for our episodes on the first international player in hockey, and we'll continue forward with with famous soccer rivalries. So. So next time, have a great day and keep it positive as always.
2: Stay safe, everybody.